Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. One. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and on Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post. Encoder of words, revealer of mysteries. Silence be good is my name. Herein is the encoder of words and revealer of mysteries. This article follows our prose, a type of fictional writing with a message. Do not miss this post. For the love of God. In these modern times, we laugh at sin and joke at how bad things are. This is until it affects a nation, its people, and the lives they are living. <clears throat> and do not miss this post Christian Hope Faith Unashamed. Christian hope is a lost and die in a lost and dying world can make a renewed hope for many today. Our faith as believers is unabashedly and truly unashamed. Do not miss this post, Offended, the world and the faith of Christ. Not have any faith, let alone the faith of Christ? Ask the world a faith question and chances are they really will not have no clue as to the genuine issues of Jesus Christ. The latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Mysteries Given, Secrets of God and Men, Part 4, on Sound the Shofar. Mysteries given to all people, but to all it is not given to know them. The disciples were given to know the secrets found in the teachings of Christ. Do not miss this post. Judgment of Truth, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 53 on Battle Lines. Judgment of Truth finds itself being understood by Judah, who after 70 years found themselves delivered, headed to Jerusalem. To um, The goal was to live, build, and put up another temple. And be sure to get your copy of the book, the Rising by the Watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. And the Rising details a takeover of America where there's danger and intrigue, the nation's at risk, and dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop and there you can, sign, you can purchase The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. 
Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thank the Lord for another opportunity. Yep, here we are. And uh, the first day of December. I mean, that seems like you ought to celebrate or something. It's the first day. I can't remember the last time I got a first day of something. The first day? The first day, yeah. This is the first day of December. The very first one. Wow. Amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? Yes. Well, at any rate, maybe we'll turn around and by the second uh, we'll have all the problems straightened out in the world. <laughs> the second of what? The second coming? <laughs> I did say second, and today it's the first. So that'd be nice if all of a sudden we woke up in the morning and everything was straightened up and wasn't screwed up. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would. I mean, you know, everybody was nice to Trump. Everybody, you know, that we don't have to worry about the new world order. And, you know, social media isn't such a beehive of hatred. Uh, no more division. Everything's just wonderful, peachy keen. I would I would love that, but um, unfortunately, we do not live in a perfect world. Oh, you're you're being difficult now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in Isaiah chapter fifty. That's another thing. That is like a jubilee. A jubilee year is that's 50 exciting. Years. We're turning over another chapter. We are, and we got sixteen left. 16 chapters? Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. It only took us forever to get here. 16 weeks? Maybe we'll be finished by April and that'll mean four years? Yeah, I don't I know, but I'll be... we started it in 2019. Yeah. April of 2019. I had it written down somewhere. So at any rate, we're going to have to get going in this. Okay, so the, Thy Redeemer, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 152. A stark warning in the truth of the reason why Judah went into captivity. A lesson for all people. For today, the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is coming soon to hold all nations and people accountable for their sins. But through Christ, those sins can be forgiven. The house of Judah lost their home and all that therein is because of failure to repent. Blaming others would not help their cause. Neither will it succeed when this Messiah returns as King of King and Lord of Lords. And now back to you, Dana. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. That sounds good. King of King and Lord of Lords. Yes, it does. I love it. You, you, you know, it really does. I mean, with everything going on, Lord of Lord and King of Kings, that's, what we're, what, that's who we're waiting for. Oh, man. Are we ready wait. or what? I can hardly wait. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Quickly. <laughs> Before Biden has the chance to screw anything else up, along with the Democrats. Okay, we're going to get going here. 
I wanted to uh, go back up. I like to do this. We left off at uh, the 26th verse, verse of Isaiah 49. I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood, as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior, thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. And, you know, this really does remind us of blood guilt. And uh, Revelation 16:6, For they have shed the blood of the prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink. And then uh, Isaiah 17, 6, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And then Isaiah 58, 10, and 11 the righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. So that a man shall say, Verily, there is reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth the earth. And there is a lot of people that have lost loved ones at the hands of terrorists. And in America today, the most prolific terrorists, bar none, you know, are Muslim extremists, Hindu extremists. And of course, one of the worst regimes, you know, we can look at North Korea, we can look at uh, China. And so we can find enough wickedness around, and we know and we've reported on this, a lot of the persecution that goes on concerning Christians, and we find them, you know, I mean, they will lose their family, they will lose, the wife will lose her husband. If her, you know, if her husband happens to be a pastor or he happens to be a deacon or if he happens to be one of those that get out and try to witness a lot and work, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these men end up getting getting killed and leaving family. And so, you know, when, when you look at this kind of vengeance, people need to understand there is a reward for your wickedness. And you ain't going to like it. And uh, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that when we, even when we look at Isaiah, there is a healthy respect for justice in Isaiah. And even Judah, who went into captivity in Babylon, they could have changed their mind. They could have repented, but they didn't. Same way with the northern tribes. They could have repented, but they didn't. And so there's a lot of issues, you know, when you, when you talk about the judgment of God and things. Now, we're in chapter 50. And Israel's sin and the servant's obedience you know, we're going to, one day we're going to be through Isaiah. And you're going to miss this book. Because judgment is one of those things that is actually redemptive. Because when judgment comes, usually, the people that are receiving the judgment have fallen away from the Lord. They've done something. And Paul even talks about how our Father will chastise us, you know, and how we're supposed to receive that. As a father chastises his children, so our Father in heaven will do the same to us. And it's meant as a way to guide you especially when you fall away, to correct you. And so Israel's sin and the servant's obedience. And we have been talking about Zion. We've been talking about the children of Zion. And uh, in verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? whom I have put away. 
Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourself, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. And I like the way this is put. Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement whom I have put away? Well, there is none. Because that, that, that never happened. He didn't put them away. Which of my creditors is it to you whom I have sold you? And I like that again. And the reason I do is creditors. You know, I thought the only people that really had creditors were people in America and the modern world. We get in debt so easy. Or divorcement. We have a lot of divorces today. And there's a lot of issues over divorces. A lot of issues over creditors. But the one thing we don't talk about, I mean, we will talk about bills. We will talk about uh, a divorce, divorce papers. We'll talk about creditors. But we don't want to talk about iniquity. And that's starting this particular verse, this chapter. See, the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away, or which of the creditors is it to whom, to whom I have sold you? Now, there's three things listed here, and two out of the three is not the thing. The third one is the one he's talking about. For your iniquities have you sold yourself, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Now, see, when you ask who the mother is, Jerusalem is the mother. And when you look in Revelation, uh, Jerusalem is the bride. <laughs> and the church is looked as the bride. And you, you find these terms used a lot in Scripture. You know, I mean, major prophecies have them, let's put it that way. But for your iniquities, that's what it is. You know, we go digging around and we blame everybody. You know, even now, you know, I mean, they're all blaming Donald Trump for everything. I mean, granted, he may say things once in a while you don't like, but he's not responsible for everything that's going wrong in America or the world. That's stupid. But see, that kind of stuff works with the Democrats. You know, it's either that or the Christians or the Patriots. I mean, that's usually, and the devil likes that. Because the devil doesn't like Christians. And he really don't like patriots because patriots have to really do with America. And he hates America. The devil would give anything to destroy America today. Because we have a solid foundation of Christian ministries and Christians themselves who do not sell themselves to the devil. And so anytime you have a country like America... You have to work harder to keep the devil out. But in our case, the big thing that's going on with all the woke society today, of course, is the Satanist church and the after-school Satan clubs. Now, I, I'm going to put a plug in here. Warn-USA.com, DanaGlennSmith.com. I write about a lot of this stuff. And when I'm going through this, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these things. But you can find in-depth articles and things. So you go on over to our websites and you can listen to, you know, endless series and episodes of shows. You can also read, you know, the articles we have that get into some of this stuff. Because I'm telling you, we've been talking about a lot of the stuff for years that's been going on, that, that's starting to happen. And even my new book, The Rising, is the same way. I finished that before COVID ever started. And, I, and the main part of that, which is written, actually parallels some events that happened already in America. And this was written before we ever knew about it. So what I'm telling you is, is that today God knows what iniquity is. Today, no, God knows 
where the sin lies. And so there is that judgment. And if we can see judgment, you know, like in Isaiah. We're in chapter 50. You know, when we began this, we were talking about judgment. 50 chapters. And within that judgment, there's everything from the prophecies of of, uh, the Son of God to come, Christ to come, our Redeemer to come. Uh, There's a lot of different things in Isaiah. But the overriding thing is the judgment. And see, nobody wants to talk about iniquities, not even in America. The church don't even want to talk about it. But see, we need to talk about iniquity. We need to repent of iniquity. Because, see, if Isaiah spent 66 chapters talking about Israel... And a lot of that is trying to get Israel straightened around. And if God sent his own people into captivity, and if God destroyed his own temple, if he destroyed and brought down the temple priests, (coughs) the prophets and everything else, except for a few chosen ones, what do you think he's going to do with the rest of the world? What do you think he's going to do with the Christians? What do you think he's going to do with all the others, especially the non-religious that think God is dead? If God didn't spare his own people, he's not going to spare the Gentiles. So it's about time for you to wake up and don't get woke like these other knuckleheads. You have to understand, we're going through Isaiah because this is really you know, you can go through this. We can find America just about, just about everywhere in Isaiah. And we can find other nations as well. Thus saith the Lord to the Jews in Babylon who were suffering under his hand, who might be disposed to complain that God had dealt with him with as much caprice and cruelty as a man did with his wife when he gave her a writing of divorce and put her away without any just cause. And, you know, the thing of it is, in Deuteronomy 24, there's the law of divorce, 1 through 4. When a man has taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he has found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement and give it in her hand and send her out of his house and when she has departed out of his house she may go and be another man's wife and if the latter husband hate her write her a bill of divorce and giveth it in her hand man I'll tell you this is too now she hasn't pleased write her a bill of divorcement and giveth in her hand sendeth her out of his house (sighs) or if the latter husband die which took her to be his wife her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. After that she is defiled, for that is an abomination before the Lord. And thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. Well, you know, when the Lord came, they asked him about divorce. And Moses did allow divorce. And we see right here. But you look at America. You look today. We don't care about what God thinks of divorce. And there's a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of things that the wife. Now see, this doesn't talk about the wife. I just got this part. But if a wife finds her husband you know, unfaithful. They need to put that dude away. Just say, no, I'm not going to be your wife anymore. Get lost. But you see, I bring this up because the Lord brought up where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? As in, (laughs) you know, you're the offspring and I've put you away because of what your mother did. You know, in other words, you're bastards. You're not even connected to me at all. But that's not what it was. 
He wasn't putting them away. He didn't sell them to any creditors. He didn't get rid of them. It was their iniquities that separated them between, you know, them and God. And, you know, when Christians come to the Lord, there's one thing that we recognize. Your sins have separated you from the Lord God. And that's why the Father sent his only begotten Son, known as the love of the truth. And he fulfilled the blood of the covenant. And that was fulfilled when Christ shed his blood on the cross, fulfilling that blood covenant. Because the bulls of, I mean the blood of bulls and goats, you know, of animals, cannot permanently remove sin. But the blood of the only begotten Son of God, when you have faith in Him and you receive Him and repent, then you will be forgiven. See, that's the new covenant. Now you see, Christians can come out from underneath the covering. Matter of fact, in one of my articles, I was writing about a couple of uh, people, and they're, they're connected to the music industry, Christian artists. And they both rejected their Christian faith. They had been singing for quite a while. And I don't know what it is. Once you get into some of these avenues where there's lots of money and everything is wonderful and nice, why they suddenly feel that, you know, I can't be a Christian anymore. Could be temptation. So that's the one thing that we look at here when we first get into uh, 50 is that, you know, he put her away in the beginning because of the sins of Israel, of Judah, because they would not repent. So this is where America comes in too. America's not going to repent. Guess what? It's going to be judged. And you're going to have things happen in here that you've never had them. That's why we have a lot of issues here. It's judgment. I've warned people about this judgment for many, many years. Tower and I both have done that. There's people that they flat don't want to talk about judgment. And it is unpleasant, and it has to do with America, and they don't want to discuss it. In Isaiah 62, 5, though, God rejoices over his bride Israel. For as a young man marrieth the virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so thy God shall rejoice over thee. Isaiah 54, 5, For thy maker is thy husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. And so, I mean, when you really look at this and you consider uh, what God says about Israel. Now, remember, when we talk about Israel, we have two houses. You know, you've got the southern tribes. you got Judah. And you got a couple more. You got uh, down in Judah was also the Levites. And Benjamin was down there. And then the others, the other ten tribes, made up the northern tribes. Now see, there's prophecy about God uniting the stick. Each side of the piece of the stick, which is a, a shepherd's staff that got broke represents one one of the houses of Israel. And one of these days, that stick is going to be joined. This is prophecy. And there will be one. But see, the fulfillment of that, though, in the New Testament is, is that the Gentiles are going to be involved in that as well. Because the Gentiles really do uh, come out of Israel. They're not Jews, but they God included them. God, you can go all the way back. God always was concerned about reaching the Gentile nations. But the thing good about this is, just as God said, you know, about 
divorcing you. Have I divorced you? No, he didn't. He could have at that time. He could have disowned Jerusalem and everything and said, I have nothing more to do with you. But instead, he sent him into captivity to bring him back, to heal the relationship, bring him back so he could rejoice over his bride Israel. And he's the one that created him. So that's why thy maker is thine husband. And in Jeremiah thirteen fifteen, now this is the what we call the weeping prophet. Uh, <laughs> and he had a message, I'll tell you, in America, they wouldn't consider him a success because only successful preachers with tons of people that want to listen to him. And if you've got a message of judgment, you know, that's not really popular. <laughs> to get a lot of people in. You know, they don't want to hear that. But Jeremiah can, you know, he did plug along. He was faithful. Of course, there was a time he wanted to quit. And, you know, that does happen too, where you want to quit, but you keep going. Wanting to quit's not not a sin. Quitting, that's the sin. And Jeremiah, the Lord told Jeremiah and talked to him, and Jeremiah continued on the path. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree and you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and I'll bring you to Zion. And I'll give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, I really like this section of Jeremiah. And he goes on in the pastors. And see, when we look, now, see, pastors of understanding, shepherds, in other words, these are people that know the heart of God. You know, they're, they're not there for any other reason than to make sure the people get the word of the Lord and feed my sheep. Now, you remember Peter. He denied the Lord three times. And in the last part of John, the Lord's talking to him while they're all sitting on the side of the shore, one of the last times that he appeared to them. And then they saw him go up into heaven. But, uh, you know, he talked to Peter and he said, Peter, do you love me? And, of course, he said yes. Second time he asked him, he, he said yes. He is a little bit bothered then according to scripture, and then the third time he was really bothered. But you see, he had denied the Lord three times. So this time he had to answer the question three times. Now I know this sounds a little juvenile, but it's not. Because let every word be confirmed with two or three witnesses. And see, when Peter denied the Lord three times... That's a witness that would be sealed, you know, in the actions uh, in the Old Testament concerning that. I mean, yeah, he denied him. So then he had to have, in this particular thing, he had to admit that, yes, I love you and I will feed your sheep. He had to say that three times. So this is a little uh, heads up. But see, it was backsliding children. And remember what Paul says, judgment will begin at the house of God. Then if we, who barely survive, if we barely survive, where will the sinners and the ungodly stand? <laughs> well, it don't take a lot of guessing to figure that out. Unless, of course, you are an absolute I don't know. Blinded? That's a nice word. And you don't understand this? Now see in Revelation 21, 9 through 10. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I'll show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And I like this when, when you see this. Because the New Jerusalem is really, you know, 
they call Jerusalem the mother of us all. And, you know, the thing of it is, for a city that has had so much blood, you know, the Revelation calls Jerusalem spiritually Sodom and Egypt. Jerusalem needs to be cleansed. It's not cleansed. It's in politics. uh, Israel is a microcosm like America is. And so these are a few things that go with this when we talk about judgment. Now in verse 2, Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem, or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea, I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water, and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. Now you see, this is the problem. See, God has this little thing called sin. And man, he's given a choice. Now see, wherefore, when I came, was there no man? In the beginning, God. That's scripture. There was form and void, and of course, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Where was man at? Well, he didn't come along until after God put it all together. I mean, that's kind of nice. You know, I'm not going to have someone there if I don't have a place to put him. Man cannot exist in nothingness. So God said, well, i got to give him something to dwell in. So i got to make him a home. And while I'm making him a home, I'm going to give him a covering over that home, which is the sky, and I'm going to put up the heavens so he can look up at night. And when he sees all the things up there, he'll be able to know that I created it because he couldn't create it. But see, in all that sovereignty and power of the Lord, and in all the stuff that he did through Moses and bringing them out, of Egypt and feeding them as they wandered in the desert for 40 years because of unbelief then they finally went into the promised land and of course that's where you have Joshua and Caleb who were old men by that time they were the only two that actually of the original party had actually survived the whole time and they both went in as old men and took the land uh, they got their land that they were given. And, and these were the people that fought uh, the descendants of the Nephilim. And, and you, you'll see it when, you know, if you read it in there, you'll see that. So there was nobody before. There's no other God, no other creator. There's no other first cause. But see, we have people even in the church that don't believe that. We have Americans that don't believe that. We have people that don't want you to have coal, oil, and gas because, you know, that's going to destroy the earth. And you're killing Mother Earth. Earth is not your mother. Matter of fact, the earth is going to be consumed with fire. And man is not going to live in his present state forever because man is appointed unto die once and after this the judgment. God is going to make a new heavens and a new earth. He's going to have redeemed people there. Not male or female. Jew or Gentile. They'll be all one in Christ. So... When Israel got to the point, and let's put it this way, Israel did get to that point right after one of their biggest victories, and that was the kingdom of Solomon. But because of his sin, God divided it into two houses, the northern tribes, which we affectionately call Israel, because that's the most tribes, and then the other one we call Judah. The southern tribes. And see, both of them eventually, the northern tribes were destroyed and carried away, 
Israel was destroyed and carried away and brought back. See the difference? But see, this God, who is all-powerful, who created everything for man, came up with everything, and he stuck him in the garden, gave him a woman, and said, okay, you, you, <laughs> basically, you two get along together, take care of the garden, but do not touch... <laughs> oh, I can't help but laugh. Can't help but touch the fruit in the middle of the garden. You, don't you touch it. Don't eat it. Stay away from it. You can have the whole garden. I mean, that reminds me today. You know, when I was growing up, my dad said, well, you know, you can sit here and have this, but don't you touch that dessert in there because that's mine. Well, what happened to my dessert? I don't know, Dad. It just disappeared. You know, what I'm getting at is we're humans and we do things like that. God says don't sin. Well, it was just a little sin. See, it doesn't matter. And see, people look at it about sin. That if they're really, really good and never do anything, then they're not a sinner. But see, the thing of it is, man is born into sin. And so the children of Israel, you know, God in all of his sovereignty and power, he called to them and no one answered to repent. There was no one there. Say, okay, we're going to repent. We're going to save you time. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to be nice. We're going to repent. You don't have to send us into Babylon for 70 years. We're going to take care of the temple. We're going to take all the stuff that we put on the wall and all the stuff that made it unclean. They didn't say that. He's all-powerful. He can deliver everything. He can destroy everything, remake it, and make new people, and we could be just nothingness because he could destroy us. But he doesn't do it because he's righteous. And at his rebuke, he dried up the sea. He can make the rivers a wilderness of no water where nothing lives. In other words, a drought. And drought is one of the signs of judgment many times. He clothes the heavens with blackness, making sackcloth their covering. In other words, Israel answered and repent. Had Israel answered and repent, the Lord would heal, deliver, and make Israel a blessing. Now you see, in life it would be good when someone sets you in here, you know, and you, and you have a mom and a dad. They tell you, well, you know, you can do it the hard way or you can do it the easy way. Now see, my dad and my uncle, I had a dad, an uncle, and an aunt. Out of the three kids, only my dad accepted the Lord. And of the three kids, the other two died early. My dad lived to an old age. And that's because of a number of things, but mainly the blessing of the Lord, and he knew the Lord. There is a thing about the blessing of the Lord. And this is one thing that Isaiah reveals to us. Because the radical sin, according to Kyle and Delish, was disobedience to the word of God. And because they were disobedient to the word, they were actually banished from Zion for 70 years. Seventy years. And seven is God's perfect number. He created the, the heavens and the earth in six days and he rested on the seventh. The number seven times ten, ten is a complete number. 
In the New Testament, we see there was ten virgins, five foolish, five wise. Number of completion or wholeness. So the 70 years was a number of years that it took to complete the forgiveness and the judgment on Israel righteously according to the Lord. And I think when we're looking at this, we need to understand that when God calls for judgment, you know, I mean, these are the chosen people of God. But when they begin to go to another God, they have cut themselves off from the blessing of God, and he becomes their enemy. But because of the fact that they came out of the loins of Abraham and there's promises, the Lord dealt with them as a father does disobedient children. And they still wouldn't hear. They still wouldn't listen. And in the end, he had to send them into captivity. Now, you see, all these years, I mean, you ask any Gentile, they can tell you, almost any. When you talk about, you know, all the things that happened to Israel, and they can usually tell you when Israel went into the land, and that was 1948. They can also tell you about World War II and Nazi and how uh, Hitler destroyed a lot of Jews. And you can see the sufferings of the people of God. And although, even after Christ, Christ himself said, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. And you see, the children of Israel were cast out of their land. You see, they were in their land when the Lord showed up. And, and they had uh, Herod's temple there. And, of course, this is the Roman Empire. But, see, they lost that. Matter of fact, when Titus committed the judgment, the Lord prophesied this. He told him, you can find this in the Gospels. He said, there's not going to be one stone left upon another. This was the temple. And the apostles were trying to show Jesus how nice it was. But see, it's not the temple that makes you perfect. It's not the church that makes you perfect. And especially today. We are the church because the temple of God is within us. Because in our temple is the spirit of God. Because we've been born again by the spirit. And we've repented. But God still has to bring back the children of Israel. He's still not done with them. There's a lot of prophecies concerning them. And he's going to deal with the Gentiles. Because I can tell you as I began this, I was talking about the Gentiles. You know, they can always recall and tell you about all the troubles the Jews had. But you see, the Gentiles are a lawless group. And even today, we have a lot of these Muslim jihadists. And they believe that if they kill Jews or kill anybody that's an enemy, they're going to go to heaven. It don't work like that. So you have a whole bunch of, you know, an endless stream of these jihadists that come out of Islam that's been taught from the teachings of their chief mucky muck <laughs> that you go out and make war you can pillage you can rape and you can kill people and you're going to be immediately if you get killed you're going to be immediately in paradise it don't work that way and so while we go through Isaiah these things I'm talking about right now 
People don't like to talk about those. They want to forget them. You know, Tower and I were talking about a young lady that uh, she's around here in Wyoming, I think. And the story came to her from one of her friends. And she identifies as a cat. She has a cat litter box to poop in. I mean, this comes under give me a break. This comes under weak parents. No discipline. This comes from woke, weak-minded people who won't accept the truth. And it also fills in exactly with Psalm 2. And also with Paul's 2 Thessalonians 2. Because people are going to reject the love of the truth. They're not going to accept it. Because delusion is going to come. You see Biden wanting to prepare. He wants people to start their America on digital currency. You know, no cash at all. Well, years ago, I started warning people because we used to look for the particular uh, one world currency everybody would use. And then, because I've been on the internet and working with digital for so many years, I started telling people a long time ago, you don't have to look for a currency. It's already here. It's called digital. And so today, that's the fulfillment of what I've been telling people for years and years. Digital. Now, when the Antichrist comes, the beast, he's going to have more knowledge than you can ever believe about this type of thing as well. And he will come up. He will have the technology and the knowledge to make this even more than what it is now. And he will enslave mankind with it. And so Joe Biden is beginning the path right here along with the others who were working on it. And you have the WEF, Klaus Schwab, who wants to have a globalist uh, one world order. And that's exactly what's going to happen eventually. But it's not going to be done by Klaus Schwab. It's not going to be done by men, although they will be working on it and may even have it completed. But not like the Antichrist, not as we call him. He's really called the beast. He will really have it together. And you see, God knows all this is going on. But there's still one issue here. The radical sin is disobedient to the word of God. Even today, and even as we are not following the Torah per se, the Torah has not been destroyed. Christ said, I've come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. The blood of the covenant and him going to the cross is a fulfillment of what God intended out of the law. There's a lot of this fulfillment. Paul will even go in there and goes through a lot of things about the law. And all these churches that tell you that the law doesn't matter, they're nuts. The law does matter. It may not matter to them. And if you're a Christian, you can't just go out and do whatever you want to. But see, these are things we don't want to talk about. And so when you think about the Jews, and you think about Isaiah and Judah going into captivity, there's lessons there for you to learn. Because if God did that to his own people, as I've said many times, be careful, America. Be careful, Gentiles. Do you think he won't do it to you because you do the same thing? God has already called. God has already set in forth our redemption through Christ. He's not going to give you another salvation. There's one in Christ. That's it. 
There's one Lord, one Savior, one Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The Almighty in Revelation 1. Only one. That's what a sovereign God does. If you want to be saved, you want to be a child of his, you got to do it his way because he's perfect and that's the way it is. And so when Isaiah comes along and begins to cover all these things, and these are all, all the stuff that Isaiah did, you know, this was truly prophecy. Because it didn't happen for a while. Now Jeremiah was there. And a lot of the stuff he wrote down, he wrote down. It, you know, it had already occurred. But in this, I hope, and I truly pray, that America will take the right path. Now, she hasn't taken the right path. Don't get me wrong. She's going to hell in a handbasket right now. We need to turn this thing around. You know, people talking about the rapture and all this other stuff. I ain't worried about the rapture. We'll go whenever Christ comes for us. But the bottom line of it is, is that we've got people to warn and there's people that need to be saved. We're not done saving people yet. God isn't done. You better hope and pray he's not ready to start the tribulation because many of you aren't even ready. And we are so soft. I don't know how many of the people would survive. Father, we thank you for your word today. We bless you for your word. Bless you, Father, for those who hear whenever they do. In Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Father, I pray that you would bless those that hear this. Open up their understanding. Make a way for them. If there's those that have backslid or having troubles, Lord, move in their hearts so they'll repent. Bring them to yourself. John chapter 3 says that we must be born again of the Spirit. John chapter 1 says the Lord went to his own and they received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. Now these are those that weren't born by the power or influence of the flesh but by the spirit of God 1st John 1 says if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son was cleanse us from all unrighteousness Romans 3 through 7 will tell you about sin and confessing sin Revelation 22 will tell you about a time when God says, make your choice. If you want to do wickedness, do wickedness. If you want to be righteous, be righteous, for I come quickly. It's a stark passage telling you you're going to reap exactly what you sow. Until next time, we thank you. Tower? Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Pray for your brethren around the world and pray for us. And please stay safe and look to the Lord in all things. God bless you richly. In Jesus' name. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Until next time, shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.